0: Thank everybody for coming in and joining us today. Either coming in the door or coming in the internet. I'm Rupa here with you today. Disciple of His Holiness Tamal Krishna Goswami Maharaj. Grand disciple of His Divine Grace. A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada Ki Jai. Today we'll be continuing our reading in the 13th chapter of the first canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam. So those of you who have your smartphones available, Betabase.io. Today we'll be reading from text number 36 and 37 in the Srimad Bhagavatam. Two verses, primarily because there's no purport to text number 36. Now for the invocations of the blessings of the Supreme Lord. <speaking in Hebrew> Jaya Rathamata Bhagunja gopijana jana vallabha yashodhanandana varadahe. ranjana yashodhanandana naba ranjana Jāmunāti tiraban Jāmunāti jamuna tiraban jai marava Daigora pramananda Hari Hari Bo Jaya Om Vishnupar Paramahansa Pradipitjaka Charja Hasto Sri Shri Srimad is Divine Grace Vaya Charanata Bhakti Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj Srila Prabhuparaki Jaya Om Vishnupar Paramahansa Pradipitjaka Charja Hasto Tadasat Sri Srimad is Divine Loving Grace Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvati Goswami Maharaj Srila Ki. Ananta Koti Vaishnav Rindaki. Iskan BBT Founder Srila Prabhupada Ki. Iskan Guru Paramparaki Sri Rupsi Sanatan Bhatta Sri Jeeva Gopal Bhatta Das Raghunath Sadko Same Prabhu Ki. Namacharja Srila Haridas Sakurhi. Krishna Chaitanya Brahma Ritananda. Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sri Vasadi Gaura Bhakta Rindaki. Shishi Radha Krishna, Gopa Gopinath, Samakun, Radakun, Kun, Kun ki, Srivindavan yes. dhama ki, yes. Shemathara dhama ki, yes. Shri Purna Padvaita ki, yes. Shri Jagannath Purina ki, yes. Shishi Radha Kalashanji ki, yes. Ganga Devi ki, yes. Jamunamai ki, yes. Tulsi Devi ki, yes. Bhakti Devi ki, yes. Samavira Bhaktarinda ki, yes. Brihatma Danga transcendental, Prashadam and distribution, translate a book and prashadam distribution again. I go to Premananda, Hari, Hari, all glories to the assembled devotees, all glories to the assembled devotees, all glories to the assembled devotees, all glories, all glories, all glories glories to Sri Guru and Sri Gauranga. Namo Vishnu Vidaya Krishna Pastaya Bhutale Sambhati Bhakti Vedanta Swamaniti Namade Namaste Saraswati Deve Godavari Pacharine Nivasesha Shunyavari Prasatade Satarina Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Lamo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naramchaivaran Uttamam Devin Saraswatim Yasan Titojayam Uderyat Nasta Praeshava Vadraesyu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya, Bhagavati Atma Shloka, Bhakti Bhavati Naistiki, Gadara Srimad Bhagavatam Gijai really nice to be here. Another day in the presence of Shishivara Kalachanjiram and the Srimad Bhagavatam and Srila Prabhupada. So text number 36 today in the 13th chapter of the first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, let's do these word for word, repeat word for word. Bhimri yashruni pani byam atmana ajata shatrum pratitam uh, oh, pratyuchi rabo parab anusmaram Time for a change of glasses. Now, as uh, we'll recite his poetry, uh, recite after me, please. Vim, vim, pani Byam. Is that a J after the R in Vimrija? It's an I or a J after the R. It is a J. Vimrija suni pani biam, vishta atmana ajat satrun pratyusche Pratyu Jay, Prabhupada vanusmaram, Vimri Jasruni Pani Vista Biatmanam Atmana, Ajata Shatrum, Pratyu Prabhupada vanusmaram. Ah, uh, chant, please. Vimri Yashruni Prani Biyam Vishtaviadman Ajata Prabhupada Vanusmaram. So word-for-word word translations. vimrija smearing. Ashruni, tears of the eyes. Pani byam, with his hands. Vishtapya, situated. Situated. Atmanam, Atmanam. the mind. Atmana, by intelligence. Ajatashatram, unto Maharaj Maharaj Yudhishthir. Pratyuche, began, began to reply. reply. Prabhu, Prabhu. of his master. master. Padau, Feet. Anusmaran, thinking after. Translation by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj Shila Prabhuvar Gijaya. First, He slowly pacified His mind by intelligence. This is, uh, I believe, Sanjaya, who is being questioned by uh, Maharaj Yudhisthira on the departure of Dhritarashtra and Gandhari. And wiping away his tears and thinking of the feet of his master, Dhritarashtra, he began to reply to Maharaj Text number 37. Since we don't have it written on the board, I will just read it in poetry form. Sanjaya uvacha naham veda vyasas, veda vyas, vyavasitam, pitroyivakulanandana, gandharyava mahabaho, mushito smi mahatmabhi, And word for word translation, Sanjaya Uvacha. Sanjaya said, Na, not. Aham, I. Veda, no. That's as in to know. Vyavasitam, determination. Pitro, of your uncles. Vah, your. Hulandana, O descendant of the Kuru dynasty, Gandhan, Gand, mm, Gandhan, just a moment, Gandhar, Gandharya, of Gandhari, Va or Mahabaho, O great king. Mushita cheated. Asmi, I have been. Mahaadmabi by those great souls. In translation to text number 37, by His Divine Grace the Prabhupada. Sanjaya said, My dear descendant of the Kuru dynasty, talking to Yudhisthira Maharaj, I have no information of the determination of your two uncles and Gandhari, Those two uncles were Dhritarashtra and Vidura. O King, I have been cheated by those great souls. So the purport now by Srila Prabhupada. That great souls cheat others may be astonishing to know, but it is a fact that great souls cheat others for a great cause. It is said that Lord Krishna also advised you to stare to tell a lie before John Acharya, and it was also for a great cause. The Lord wanted it, and therefore it was a great cause. Satisfaction of the Lord is the criterion of one who is bona fide, and the highest perfection of life is to satisfy the Lord by one's occupational duty. That is the verdict of the Gita and the Bhagavatam. Dhritarashtra and Vidura, followed by Gandhari, did not disclose their determination to Sanjaya, even though he was constantly with Dhritarashtra as his personal assistant. Sanjaya never thought that Dhritarashtra could perform any act without consulting him. But Dhritarashtra's going away from home was so confidential that it could not be disclosed even to Sanjaya. Sanatan Goswami also cheated the keeper of the prison house while going away to see Siti Tanya Mahaprabhu. And similarly, Raghunath Das Goswami also cheated his priest and left home for good to satisfy the Lord. To satisfy the Lord, anything is good, for it is in relation to the, with the Absolute, with the Absolute Truth. We also had the same opportunity to cheat the family members and leave home to engage in the service of Srimad Bhagavatam. This is Srila Prabhupada talking here. Such cheating was necessary for a great cause, and there was no loss for any party in such transcendental fraud. (laughs) Srila Prabhupada, in his use of the English language, sometimes it's rather amusing. Transcendental fraud. He is calling his the necessity of his leaving home uh, to go and preach. And without his doing so, then we would not be here in this temple room today. And there would not be hundreds of temples scattered around the globe and thousands and hundreds of thousands of persons who call themselves Hare Krishna devotees. Om ajnana timirandasya gyananjana salakaya jakchurun militam jena tazmai shri gura venama Shri Chaitanya stapitam jena swayam Rupahakada Maya ayadaratisva parantikam Vandeham shri Guru Sri dutta Padakamalam shri gurun vaisnavam scha Sri Ruppam Sagvitattam Sahagana Raghunatan Vitam Tam Sajivam Savadvaitam Savaduttam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shirata Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakan Vitam He Krishna Karanasando Dena Bando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Taptakan Chanagorangi Radhe Vrindavadeshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Panamami Hari Priye Jai si Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nitananda Sri Advaita Karadha Siva Sadhika Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Rama Rama, Rama Hare Hare antaraji madbagatam ki jai nama om vishnu vare krishna pristaya butale shimate tamal krishna go sami dinamaye so dreetarastra maharaj who has acted in the role of emperor of the earth for many years has now been saved by the uh, by the grace of his younger brother vidura prabhu who has just returned from being away from hastinapur uh for about it said 30 years i don't have anything to back that up but i I've, I've been told that so i presume that to be correct that he has been away on pilgrimage for 30 years. His impetus for leaving was his being insulted by Duryodhan, the first son of Dhritarashtra. And so now he has returned after the battle of Kurukshetra in which all 100 sons of Dhritarashtra were killed. And not only they, but 640 million other living entities killed in an 18-day battle and everything uh, acted at, at, as Krishna wanted it to act. As we hear from the conversation that Krishna had with Arjuna at the very beginning of the battle, when Arjuna asked Krishna, please pull my chariot between the ranks and let me see who it is that has have come to fight today. And so becoming very morose for knowing that he was going to have to kill his close relatives, his cousins, his martial preceptor, his his spiritual grandfather, Bhishmadeva, knowing that he was going to have to uh, kill all these people, he did not want to fight. And it took Krishna speaking, that section of the Mahabharata known as Bhagavad Gita, to let Arjuna know that you're in a state of ignorance, my young friend, and it's time now that you step up uh, because it's your duty, you're a chattria, and you have to fight. And as far as I'm concerned, Krishna says the fight is already finished, the the battle has already been fought and won. Uh, I'm just I, I'm wondering who is going to take the credit for carrying out my desire. And so Arjuna finally uh, uh, conceded to Krishna that he was bewildered and that he would have to accept Krishna's advice. As to what he should do. So, uh, Dhritarashtra has been hoping all throughout the battle that his sons would come out victorious. But they could not, because they were not on the side of religiosity, and they were not on the side of Krishna. Rather, Krishna was on the side of the opposing army, the Pandavas. And he had, he had, uh, He had uh, fulfilled the desire of Arjuna that uh, Krishna drive his chariot for him during the battle. Even though Krishna swore that he would not take part in the battle, still Arjuna requested, yes, but please come and be with us. While on the other hand, Duryodhana accepted very happily all of the military phalanxes owned by Krishna which were great in number, which made the Pandavas then really outnumbered on the battlefield. But, as Krishna would have it, those who are on the side of good were the winners of the battle. And the person who was supposed to be the emperor of the entire planet was finally put into that position. And not only have have the Pandavas come back to Hastinapur and uh, they're helping their uh, elder brother, Yudhisthira, to manage the administration of the entire earth, Uh, but also uh, Dhritarashtra, the blind king, and his wife Gandhari, the most chaste woman on the planet and one of the most beautiful women on the planet, um, have. Uh, stayed on after the battle, after their sons had been killed by the Pandavas, they're now living in the house of King Yudhishthira. The, the castle belongs to him. And so he's accepting it as his rightful property because that's what Krishna would have him to do. He is a most godly person. But now, uh, every day... It has been the practice of Yudhisthira <clears throat> first thing in the morning after he performs his morning ablutions is to go and offer his obeisances and touch the feet of his uncle and aunt uh and Gandhari and also that of of his other uncle Vidura So Vidura has has now uh has spoken Uh, to liberate Dhritarashtra from the position he finds himself in, accepting remnants of foodstuffs from the persons who have killed all of his 100 sons. And uh, Vidura has pointed out that this this is a very uh, awful thing that you're doing uh you're you're like a you're like a dog a kept dog that eats the remnants of, of foodstuffs that fall from his master's table and so finally uh under the very wise counsel of vidura Dhritarashtra has decided to leave home but he doesn't tell anyone where he's going only he and vidura and gandhari leave the palace and no one knows where they have gone to. But uh in the next verse of this chapter, we're going to see that Narada Muni is coming to help provide solace and provide answers. And so I'm eager to see how that's going to pan out. So Drita Liberation from Degradation is the is our theme for today. And and uh uh, this is this is a pretty important thing because it's very instructive for us who are nearing the end of our stay on the planet uh, to get into the mood of being ready to go at any moment because there is never, uh, well, almost never, any forewarning of the exact time or day when the spirit soul is going to have to quit his body and go back. So, we see that Sanjaya has been, uh, a very, a very, um, confidential servant of Dhritarashtra. And he, he, uh, owes allegiance to Dhritarashtra. He considers him to be the king. And so, uh, Sanjaya then, regardless of the shortcomings of Dhritarashtra, Sanjaya sees him as Krishna might. And that is, he sees only the good that uh, 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 Dhritarashtra has performed. So, and this is something that is instructive for us. Uh, first of all, uh, we come into this material world again, and we uh, generally accept a person as our spouse, and we accept a family as our duty, because um, it is instructed that we should not take a spouse unless we're planning to have children, because that's the uh, the ultimate goal of a family uh, of, of a family get together—a husband and wife, man and woman—is uh, to is to raise a family. So uh, we're we're told that we should always think of accepting the family as our duty and not as a means of our sense enjoyment. And of course, the most powerful form of sense enjoyment on the planet that keeps us coming back lifetime after lifetime in different species is that of sex life. And so um, it it is enjoined by the Scriptures that uh, uh, we should use our desire for sense gratification through sex uh, to produce nice children, uh, to produce godly children, not simply to have personal sense enjoyment. So we spend our lives uh, caring for and training our our children, and we have to train our spouse as well, whether the spouse is is my wife or someone else's husband. Uh, that person needs needs a, a constant reminding, uh, generally speaking, that, uh, the whole purpose of this human existence is to try to please the spiritual master who is the representative of the Supreme Lord Sri Krishna. And in that way, we will not incur so many sinful reactions as those who simply go into family life with, or into a relationship even, uh, with the purpose of just enjoying their genitals. So this is not such a good thing. So we spend our lives caring for training children and spouses. We gradually detach ourselves when we're no longer needed or wanted. And we, we've seen in this society that for the most part, uh, old people are just a, a liability. They're not an asset anymore. They passed the point that they can earn income, participate in the political activities of the country, go to battle. Uh, so many activities that are required of younger people, older people cannot generally do that. So as one approaches the end of one stay on this planet, there are many signs that you receive from your body and from your mind, which let you know that this has all been a temporary uh, uh what do we call it gig yeah that's when when the, uh, a musical group goes out and and plays at a at a venue then that's called doing a gig so uh we are like that we're we're on a a very quite a long lasting gig for some of us you know this lasted maybe 30 40 50 60 years and and so uh when we're approaching the end uh then we, we realize, we come to the realization that we cannot do what we used to be able to do. And we're no longer providing the income for the family. We're no longer having to shout orders around the house to raise children to get them to grow up to be good human beings, good citizens in society. And, and, uh, for those who are spiritually inclined, who really believe that the spirit soul is just simply a visitor on this planet, and that is just a passenger in this material body, that uh, uh, when it comes time to leave the body, there is something rather exciting to look forward to. It's not that the soul goes into the grave or goes in, on to the funeral pyre. Rather, it's the body that does that, and the soul is making its final departure. So there's a certain amount of joy that comes in understanding that, hey, I'm getting ready for the trip that I have planned for for the past 20, 30, 40 years. And uh, this is going to be quite an interesting experience. And it would be scary. Well, it's always a little bit scary because we're changing situations. Just like when you move from one country to another or when you uh, sell one house in a city and you go to another city and you have to go to, uh, through the process of buying a house again. So it's, it's, a, it's a little intimidating what we have, have had to go through to get to this point in our lives. Um, and it's also feeling a little bit intimidating to think that we'll have to give up these bodies with which we become so familiar that we accept them as who we are even though we have a an, an inner feeling that this is a material body it came from the dirt from whatever our mother was eating while she we were inside her body getting ready to take birth all of it's coming from the earth and and the body will return to the elements from which it comes but uh when when you're a little bit enlightened about how things are made up in this world, that Krishna allows us to enter this material world and take a material body, just so that we can try to find some enjoyment. Once you get accustomed to that idea, then the, the knowledge that your lifetime is coming to an end, either sooner or later, uh, that you are you're in for a really amazing experience in, in, your, in your progress to another form of life, another type of body, either in this material world or in the spiritual world. And so uh, we, we hope, of course, that by the grace of our spiritual master, if we've been able to follow his instructions, since he's a representative of the Supreme Person, we're hoping that we can go back to that spiritual world. But if for some reason Krishna sees fit for us to remain in this material world, either because of our own desires or because of the reactions that we have still to work out, if we insist on remaining here because we think it's more pleasurable and enjoyable, then it's going to be a little bit difficult to give it up. And Krishna doesn't force us to go back to the spiritual world. He will let us come back again to this material world and take our births. So we experience realizations along the way of this material existence. We learn uh, to accept, this is, this is one of the hard things, learn to accept the hurtful words and actions of other people as, uh, as, as something that we should not respond to by similar words and actions but rather we should remember the uh, the old statement that comes from the Judeo-Christian Bible, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And we should never hold anyone accountable or responsible for getting angry at us for some reason, and for maybe striking us or either that or uttering some very foul words about us. Uh, because... we're we're having to go through that because that's part of the reactions that we have to take. And Krishna is making all those arrangements. He's putting putting us in the presence of one who has a reason, maybe for something that's gone on in the past, a reason to become angry or a reason to actually hit a person or to cause some other physical damage to a person. And a devotee learns that uh, this this person is actually doing me a favor because the only reason that i'm getting hurt is either either mentally or physically is that I have done something in the past to cause me to deserve this kind of treatment that's one of the realizations that we have as we become devoted where sometimes we look at, on disappointments as reactions and lessons, uh just becoming disappointed. And generally this disappointment comes from having expectations either of ourselves or our setting or our expectations of other people. And because a person who does not have those expectations rarely becomes disappointed. But he just considers them as reactions and lessons. I'm getting a reaction from something I've done in the past and the person who is standing in front of me yelling at me or about to slug me uh, is, is, is simply acting on behalf of the Supreme Lord, giving me what I deserve and helping free me from some of those reactions that I have somehow other accrued throughout many lifetimes. So we know Krishna then to be the facilitator of all desires and reactions. Um, he wants us to come into this material world and find some happiness, and He makes all provisions. He gives us everything that we need to become happy in this world, except for a body that will last forever and ever. Uh, but even if we're, uh, if, if we're saintly people, if we try as best we can to live a good, decent life, then that might extend our stay on this planet. Um, Krishna will continue to allow us to uh, uh, perform activities that we think are going to give us some uh, enjoyment. And he's also going to let us work out the sinful reactions that we have accrued in the past. And so he's in charge of the whole thing. And regardless of whether it's an ordinary devotee, uh, that Krishna is giving those desires, <clears throat> or it's some some uh, worldwide known person, such as uh, Hitler back in, in World War II, uh, became known all over the earth as as an aggressor. He really wanted the German nation to take over the running of the entire world. And it seemed for a time as though he might do that. But as as time went on, and and the World War II then began to draw to an end, uh, uh, Hitler and his his uh, 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 his uh, followers were were all defeated, and many of them were killed. And of course, in that attempt to take over the entire world, uh, Hitler was the was the cause, direct or indirect cause of so many millions of people being killed. Of course, we don't have any current or recent um, military encounter in this world uh, that would take away as many lives as were taken away in the 18 days of the Battle of Kurukshetra. 640 million men were killed, along with numerous animals of different kinds, elephants, horses... Um, were killed also on that battlefield so uh, therefore dritaritarastra is is being told all these things by Vidura that you know you have made some really bad judgments in the past you made some bad decisions you have been willing to uh, to try to facilitate your own sons then you have the then you have the sons of your nephew, the uh, sons of your brothers, your brother Pandu, uh, who were the ones that were really designated to uh, lead the entire world, and because of that, Vidura is telling Dhritarashtra, now you're you're in a, a compromised position. You're just having to accept. Uh, what is What comes to you from the uh, mercy of the persons that you tried to kill uh, by burning to death or by poisoning and now by military conflict, but you've been unable to kill even one of the five Pandavas. And yet all of your 100 sons have been killed. And he's he's letting uh, Dhritarashtra know This is all coming about as an arrangement by the Supreme Lord uh, to both give us what we desire and to give us what we deserve to suffer. We find ourselves in a very similar situation today. Those of us who are getting on up into the years that, uh, you know, we're finding the body is giving us a lot of troubles. As it does with just about everybody who passes the thirty mark, and it's been a few years since I've been to the thirty mark. So it's it's um it, but it's but it's it's, it's eye opening to realize that this body that we used to we not even used to not even think about you know, any pains on a regular basis. Uh, we all we knew was to enjoy the body and then. They enjoy the company of of the family members that we had, and so life just seemed very good. Uh, but now we we're to the point that we're like drita we've been We've been around the house for so long, and we're coming to the point that uh, the jumping off point where we will actually uh, have to move on to another body. And, of course, if, if we've lived up into our 50s, 60s, 70s, then that that uh, that is considered to be very good fortune because many others have given up their bodies even as young children, as teenagers, as those in their 20s, 30s, 40s. You know, so many people we've seen just fall away uh, along the path of this uh, material life. And so somehow or other, we have survived to continue. But we also read the Bhagavatam to find out how we're supposed to respond to uh, all of these difficulties that have come upon us and are going to continue to come and probably increase until finally we're going to realize that this body is not such a nice place to continue to be. And at that point, then we're getting very close to being ready to leave this material world. So Krishna's making all of these arrangements for us. He doesn't let us think that uh, the body is going to last forever. He doesn't let us think that this stay in the material world is going to last forever. He gives us every reason to want to get out of it. And so, uh roster has been given a lot of reasons to get out of this material world. Have, can you imagine, you know, having 100 sons, even having 10 sons or 10 children, and having all of them uh give up their bodies before you give up yours? It just seems like the wrong thing to happen for an older person. Older person should, you know, a man and a woman should feel that, you know we need to we need to leave our bodies before our children do. We don't want to have to see our children go through the pain, of of departure from their bodies. So Krishna can make that arrangement as well. And for some of us, He has let us live on into our seventies, and uh, and now uh, with the with the blessings of our our uh, founder Acharya Srila A C Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Uh, We have gained the knowledge that we need to have to understand what this human life was all about in the first place. So I'm going to stop and ask if anyone has any questions. Otherwise, I have some questions to ask of you. Anybody have a comment or something they want to make? All right, well, here's a question for you. How does one perform one's duties without attachment to results as Krishna recommends? He tells Arjuna in the second chapter of the Bhagavad Gita the chapter entitled um, what is it? Uh, the, uh, uh, the Gita uh, summary summary of the Gita. Second chapter is actually a summary study of the Gita. And Krishna is still talking to Arjuna but he's telling Arjuna you have every right to perform your duty. You're a chutya. You're supposed to fight. You say now that you want to leave the battlefield because you don't want to kill all your relatives. You think there would be too much sin that you would accrue if you did that. And besides, who's going to think that you left for a good reason, uh, for a noble reason? They're going to say that you're a coward. And Arjuna, for one who has known fame as you have, infamy is worse than death. So Krishna is telling Arjuna, you, you're entitled to perform your duties, but you're not into, entitled to enjoy the results. So sometimes we we have the feeling that uh, if we are good parents and we lead a good life, that you know we should be entitled to enjoy being with our children and grandchildren. As we retire from our working careers and and are watching, we've already watched our kids grow up and get out on their own in the world. And now we're watching the grandkids come. And we're entitled to this because we've done our duty as a family person. But Krishna says, not so. He says, you give those results to me. Because when I take the results, there's no karma on your part. He says, "Everything that you do, everything that you offer, all the charity that you give and give to others, all of these things that you do are to be done uh, for my benefit, my account, on my account. Uh, you should not make them as an offering." Um jagyat tat karma no nyantra tat artam karma kunti sanga sabachara. Uh, actions for Krishna must be performed. Otherwise, uh, activities that we have in this material world are, bind us to this material world. Uh, therefore, to get released from that bondage, then we must offer everything to the Supreme Lord. And when we do that, even like even in making food offerings to the Lord, He takes away all the karmic reactions that come from having killed a plant, or, you know, using something that Krishna has provided for us without first offering it back to Krishna. So how does one perform one's duties without attachment to results? We simply learn to offer everything to the Supreme Lord Krishna and give Him those results. And that way He becomes satisfied with us and He allows us eventually to come back to the place where He lives and perform our eternal pastimes with Him. Why anyone wants to stay in this material world like uh, like Dhritarastra and Gandhari were doing is, you know, it's kind of a mystery at times for one who's who's enlivened with, with knowledge. So, how does one deal with children who don't wish to practice spiritual life? Anybody got a, an idea about that? I have, my wife and I have five children, and we've watched them grow up and get away and, and have children of their own, and uh, we don't see so much inclination to perform spiritual activities, though even though they were raised in a Christian-conscious environment. So how do we deal with them? Someone has said we just have to be their friend. As a matter of fact, she'll probably i think she'll was quoted as saying that when a child gets to be 14 15 years old, you have to stop being their parent and start being their friend so certainly when they get away from home and uh, and they have their own families you can, you can't have a whole lot of influence unless they just really respect you a lot more than you should expect them to respect you. like we were saying uh, anybody who ex- who has expectations of others uh is is going to be disappointed and if you don't like to be disappointed then one of the best ways to prevent that from happening is not have expectations of other people just do what you can do and uh, and then you have to, you just have to let let others just uh you know take it as they as they as they get it take their reactions Is there anything that comes to mind that anybody would like to say before we quit? I want to thank everyone who has, been, uh, who has come today, and come and had to leave a little early maybe. Um, thank you for uh, coming and being with us, and for those who are listening online or by, tele- by radio, if you're within a quarter mile of the temple here, you can actually pick us up on the radio. But certainly, you can pick us up at uh, com, And so, uh, we appreciate the, your coming and joining us, spending a part of your Sunday to, uh, to be with us and to share some knowledge from the Srimad Bhagavatam. So, we say, Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Yes. And we offer our respectful obeisances to all the Vaishnava devotees of the Lord who are just like desire trees who fulfilled the desires of everyone, and who were full of compassion for the fallen conditioned souls. Have a good Sunday, everyone. If you get a chance, chant the holy names of the Lord. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna.